let's talk about your hobbies. Hey, we've talked about serious stuff. <laughs> but actually, it's important, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the nonsense or nonsense communication part of you. Yeah. So, um, you know, Science Ain't Scary was something I started that is related to science, but it, I see it more as like an outreach. And so mm-hmm. um, that's also kind of related to my passion for writing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm doing writing and communication related stuff in my professional life, but I'm also really, you know, into creative writing projects. So, um, you know, I'm working on some, you know, projects that um, are kind of in the early stages, so I don't want to share too much, but I will say okay. that, you know, um, not just, uh, I'm not just working on like the scientific aspect of writing, but also the creative, which is, I think, a nice outlet for people, especially mm-hmm. if you are, you know, being in a very technical field for most of your day, it's nice to come home and be able to do something a little bit more creative, like mm-hmm. even if not writing, drawing, painting, yeah. um, you know, something like that. And um so that's something I'm really passionate about. I am also a runner. Um, it's mm-hmm. funny because um, that's one of the first things I tell people when they ask me, oh, what do you like to do outside of work? And um, for me, running, again, stemmed from something that came out of my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. But um, once I recovered, I realized the proper necessary need to provide my body with proper uh, nutrition so that I'm able to run faster and also not um, – you know, torture my body, um, with, you know, asking more for it than what I was giving it. So I've been running for about almost 10 years now. Wow. Um, Yeah. And, um, when I was in my PhD, I was actually fortunate to be, um, uh, able to run with a group to train for the Los Angeles marathon. So I ran that race, uh, five times every year during my PhD. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ran two other marathons and, um, since then, I have not run a marathon just due to COVID and other injuries and things like that. But I'm hoping, you know, I'll be able to do that again in the near future. Um, and I, you know, I and another thing I actually am kind of passionate about is just, you know, going outside and really being able to, um, you know, try new things um, in the sense that. I, I, I'm not a very good cook. I don't like cooking, but I do Uh like going out to eat and trying new restaurants, new cuisines. Uh Um, it was funny because when I was doing my PhD, I had a food blog and I used to do a lot of food blogging just for fun. And for a while I got some traction. I was able to like go to restaurants and try out food and, you know, uh, write reviews and stuff. It was really fun. Uh Um, but then I kind of grew out of it once I started my postdoc. And so it was like a, I mean, I still like doing that, but I'm not uh, super into blogging about it anymore, Um, which is fine because I think we should also acknowledge that, you know, as we go through different stages in life, Mm. our hobbies and interests change, which is um, totally fine. Yes, which is, yes, that's part of growth anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I like to do. And then I also love to get a good night's sleep. I'm going to emphasize that, like, you know, if you get four hours or less of sleep and brag about it um i will brag about trying to get eight and eight to nine hours of sleep i mean Mm, sleep is wonderful (laughs) naps are wonderful i am an advocate for sleep (laughs) so sleep yeah oh thank you thank you for saying that we should sleep more yes yes it's it's very important for our brains for our 
general mental health, for everything, for our moods, for everything. Oh my goodness, sleep is so nice yes. and so important. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, um, you know, uh, let's see. I mean, I do like meeting people um, and having like really great conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say when I was, you know, it, this is a very recent thing. Um, I, when I, when I, after I went through, you know, puberty and kind of went away from my extroverted child free kind of, um, or mentality of just being free as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through this period of like, okay, maybe I am an introvert. Maybe I, you know, I'm just a quiet girl, but um, it's only been in very recent phenomenon where I re- when I realized that I like being around people, I just need energy for myself from time to time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, when I'm in Italy, um, I try to meet other expats, other expat women of all different backgrounds. Doesn't have, they don't have to be scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, you know, sharing stories and learning about other people and learning about where they come from. Um, when it comes to books, my favorite genres have always been, uh, memoirs and historical fiction, even as a young kid. Mm. Um, you know, I remember going to library and there was a set of, uh, auto or set of biographies of each president of the U S and every week I got a book of each president. So I went through the entire series of like U S presidents. For Mm. some reason I was interested in that. Mm. Um, but I've always been a person that really, kind of loves learning about people and history and people's histories. Um, so that's always been kind of like an interest of mine as well. I don't know. We are talking about the introvertness and uh, I, I just Googled. I just thought, let me, I feel like we, we usually don't have the same explanation of what an introvert is or what an extrovert is. Um, And I feel like even most uh, articles don't say the right thing. I don't know what the Mm -hmm. right thing is, but how I understand um, being an introvert. Okay, Okay, I feel like most people think that introvertness, or, or rather I feel like the most common um, definition of being an introvert is you don't talk to people, you don't like, mm-hmm. you're not around people, you're just quiet, you, I don't know, there's so many things that are said about introvert, introverted people. Um, and extroverts are the people who want, who want to talk to everyone, they're social, they, mm-hmm. but I think that's, that's wrong. I think right. introversion is, um someone who is just some like someone like everyone else like i feel like extroverts and introverts are the same people the only mm-hmm. difference is introverts need to recharge yes mm-hmm. like they need to be on their own after having you know they can't like constantly be Always with people, they they get drained. So for mm-hmm. them to recharge, they need to be on their own. And yes. extroverts, when when they need to recharge, they need people to recharge. Like mm-hmm. for them, they need that. It's like an extrovert can easily 
um, an introvert can easily live alone mm-hmm. uh, and feel okay with it, but um, they would want to still go out and talk to people and be loud and do all these things. And someone, mm-hmm. some people get surprised when someone says, oh, I'm actually an introvert, but they seem that they always talk, they're always loud, they're thinking mm-hmm. they're extroverts, but they're not extroverts. They're just introverts who decide when to be on and off. Yeah. And off when they actually need it for their own. It's just a personality. They need they need it to come alive again. But extroverts find it hard to live in a house on their own because for them they need to recharge <laughs> being with people, mm-hmm. being with people. You know, having yeah. a partner around, having kids around, and that's when they they are alive. That's when they become alive. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree in the sense that um, growing up, mm-hmm. that def- that definition was definitely not there. It was either you're quiet and you're introverted mm-hmm. and that's bad mm-hmm. or you're extroverted and you're loud and that's good, which is not true at all. Yeah, <laughs> And I think only now we're like, again, realizing that it's a spectrum, you know, a lot, there's a lot of people that actually consider themselves ambiverts. So both introverted and extroverted, but I think I like your definition better where we're all pretty much the same. Just the preference in how we recharge ourselves is going to be different. Yeah. Um, because, and then also it, it also just comes down to the fact that how comfortable are we around certain people? Because I am very chatty, very lively, you know, my personality shines through when I'm around people who make me feel, feel safe comfortable and feel comfortable. Say, exactly. Yes. And if I'm in an environment where there are people that I feel wouldn't appreciate what I am genuinely about, I'm going to hold back, of course. And, you know, obvious, and unfortunately that has led to situations where people assume I'm aloof or I'm cold or Mm. I don't like being around people, but that is the opposite of that. And I think that's an issue that, again, we have to deal as a society and realize that being introverted, extroverted, or kind of reestablishing the definitions for that is something that we need to do to, you know, be more accepting of people and understanding of people because, you know... I used to hate the idea of being an introvert, but I'm not an introvert. I'm just a person who likes my alone time, but I love being around people when I feel like I want to be around people, of course. Because mm. um, introversion is, you know, that you're introspective. You're, um, when an introvert comes to a new place, it's... It, it's uh, it's not like they won't talk. They will take time to read the environment. Mm-hmm. They will take yeah. time to see how... They they might decide one day to just do the opposite, but they take time, they normally take time to read the environment they are in and learn who this person is, how do they think, learn this other person, understand the culture before mouthing or letting their views known to this new mm-hmm. environment. But for an extrovert, they can easily go to a new place. They can easily say anything, not knowing what the other people, what kind of environment they are in. Like mm-hmm. both, both have, have their own strengths, but that's, I think that's how I differentiate those people. Like I remember when, um, uh, uh, when I moved to this new church and um, mm. 
I had met this lady um, in a choir environment in a very different uh, place. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why well, that's why we met. Um, of course, I, I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking. I'm not always talking the first time I come to a new space. I'm always the one to you know check around and see. Okay, uh, all right. It's not like if you if you ask me a question, I won't answer. It's not like I'm not confident. It's not like I'm shy. Of which is now there's also a difference in terms of uh, introverts, but. I'll take my time to say something. Like before I say something, I have to learn where I am to even say whatever I'm going to say. So finally we became friends and I, you know, I was loud. Uh, I could say whatever I want because now I knew. And that depends if, if there's a new person around, I'll be kind of careful what I'm saying mm-hmm. because I want to also learn the person. So yeah. I came to this new environment and people would say, why is she so quiet? Then this lady was like, no, she's not quiet at all. It's just that she talks when she's comfortable enough. And they were like, are we making you get scared? I'm like, no, I don't actually fear you. It's just... It's just me. I I don't mm-hmm. just come and just talking to everyone and it's just me. It's okay for someone to come in and just talk to everyone. That's still a good trait in, you know, certain uh, circumstances when actually you need to someone to break the ice for people who've just met, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's different for someone else. As in both, I feel like every single personality, every single personality that exists on this earth has is its benefit. I see them as benefits. Yeah. I I choose to see them in the positive, most positive way. Yeah. Um, how you see a weakness, in a way, is a very good trait when you apply it in something. And until you you come and think about it and see, you'll see. Oh, this is actually a good trait. It can be used in this. Mm-hmm. As in, if you choose to look at something positively, there's so much resources in people in terms of their personalities if you're going to tap into that. But if you're going to choose certain things are the best things to have in a certain environment, then it's a boring world. We were all the same and <laughs> we will always have the same solutions which will really not help us. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, introverts are way more than extroverts. It's just that people don't want to be identified as introverts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is there another hobby that you didn't talk about? I would say those are my main hobbies right okay. now. Um, I think now that I'm in a better headspace, um, mm-hmm. I will try to explore new things and see if I have new interests. Um, like? You know, Oh, um, you know, maybe try a cooking class. I don't know. Maybe try to fall in love with cooking, even though it hasn't worked so far. <laughs> why? Um, why do you feel that you need to fall in love with it? Oh no, I'm not saying I need to. I'm just saying, saying um, I've never really try. given it. A, yeah, just try, mm. see what happens, or maybe a, I also play tennis, but I only usually play tennis when I'm visiting home with family. Um, but it's it's I think. With running, it's easier because it's just you, it's yourself, and you can just get up and go. I mean, you can run with people. I try to find people to run with. Um, but usually group sports, you have to have, you know, know people that are play and consistently play. Mm. Um, 
But you never know. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to try new things as they come. Um, but I think I mentioned all the one hobbies that I feel good about at this point so far to you. Okay, great. Um, about running, how, what do you feel when you run? Um, well, running is, uh, a really great way. So, so one thing that a lot of runners say is that mm -hmm. running helps them de-stress, mm -hmm. um, when they're going through a really kind of difficult situation. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it really depends on the situation. I, I've had instances, for example, all of last year, running was something I felt like I knew how to do and I would go do it, but I still felt stressed about what I was going through. And I think it was because I felt like my situation was very dire and I was going through really kind of strong um, kind of situation of my depression. Um, but then there are other situations where when I go into my run with a clear mind or I go into my run with something I want to think about and develop further, be it, um, an answer to a question I was asked of someone for work or, you know, something related to my creative writing projects, mm -hmm. running has always been a great kind of activity for me to do. And then I will be kind of in the middle of my run and an idea will pop in my head or, mm. you know, an answer, a, a nice way to answer someone's question for work will pop in my head. And it's always been a really great, when I'm in the right headspace, it's been a great way for me to kind of think things through and come up with like creative, you know, ideas or solutions to things I couldn't think about before. Are there highs that you didn't talk about on the podcast? Oh, sorry? Highs, high points in your career journey or yeah. your personal journey that you didn't talk yeah. about? Um, I mean, I think the I think biggest thing that I'm really glad I was able to kind of experience in this journey, despite all of the kind of, you know, setbacks and struggles I've had to deal with, um, you know, I've come out, come out, realizing that I am a really strong person, you know, and I think we, a lot of us, a lot, especially any, anyone doing a PhD, mm. you have to think about it. Not everyone does a PhD, you know, not everyone has the motivation and the work ethic to decide and pursue a PhD. And so you are a strong person just in doing that. Mm. Um, and, you know, for anyone who has gone through something as serious as an eating disorder, depression, any other mental health struggle, hmm. surviving that, or even if you are struggling through it right now, you are a strong person because you you are facing a really delicate situation. But if you're trying to figure out ways to cope, to recover, to make your life better, hmm. That shows your resiliency, that shows that even if you don't feel good in the moment, mm. there is something in you that wants you to get better and wants you to continue living a really great life. Mm. Um, so I think just from all the experiences I've experienced, um, I'm really glad with the skills I've developed, with the kind of um, attitude I have, because I feel like the experiences I've had have allowed me to be a lot more sensitive, uh, be a more sensitive person, mm. a more empathetic person, a person who is willing to listen to someone, even if they don't agree with me, even if they are misunderstanding me and look at them and not feel 
like I have to defend myself or feel anger towards them. I actually just feel like I want them to see me as someone that they can trust. Mm -hmm. And I think all of this has made me feel like I am a more worldly, um, kind, strong, you know, person who wants to be there for others and help them get better too. 